This is the Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial. Hey everyone, uh, this is Patrick Donahue, and you are listening to the Wealth Standard Radio. Thanks, uh, thanks for being here today. We are on episode 130, and today's topic may rub you the wrong way, but it is a, definitely a headline that has been, um, you know, it's been out there for the last couple of weeks a, since an announcement that was made. Actually, I don't even think it's been a couple of weeks. I think it's been like a week. But since an announcement was made by Mark Zuckerberg, who recently had a, a child and also made a another announcement, which I think was very, very interesting of why he combined the two. But that's mm-hmm. that's probably a topic for another day. Uh, but I, I'm here with a really good friend of mine, the brainiac of, uh, of our organization, Brad Gibb. Brad, how's it going? Awesome. Your brain on today? This is fun, yep. <laughs> so we've had a, a few discussions about you know kind of what happened and the different angles and the reactions and it's been kind of bizarre as I've gone in and looked at really some of the details around like what people think and what people are saying it is I mean some of it's just not right and incorrect uh, but then you definitely have kind of like the social divide that is analyzing both sides so that's what uh, that's what we're gonna discuss right yeah it's, it's so interesting to see how polarizing somebody giving away his money is yeah. So. And and it's it's all the speculation that, that comes yeah. uh, that comes with it, so that's the, what I wanted to kind of tackle tackle first is some of the misconceptions, um, because okay so get into the misconceptions and then what we can do is get into the economics kind of the economics mm-hmm. of it all right yeah all right so I will reference some of the articles that were uh, that you know helped us kind of understand what was uh, what was going on. Um, because and on both sides, right? There was there was one very liberal, uh, left leaning type of website that uh, was just after him. But there was some accurate information on there. They just you know put their opinion to it. Yep. Uh, but then there's some others from from Fee, the Foundation of Economic Education, uh, as well as Sovereign Man, and there's a there's a few others as well. So we'll we'll reference uh, we'll reference those in the, in the show notes. So so here's the deal. So for, first. You know, what I think is very interesting is, you know, suddenly, you know, this multi-multi-billionaire and has done, everybody knows who he is. He's probably one of the most popular people out there um, because everybody's in the world is using Facebook. And suddenly he comes out with an announcement and says that he is, you know, going to um, donate to charity or be charitable. And that's how people construed it, right? They said he was going to donate, you know, 99% of his wealth to charity. Uh, and that's actually not what he said <laughs> at all. <laughs> so he basically pledged the money that would be used for different different activities, different causes, and so forth. And we label those causes as charity, that the only way they're done is through charity, right? Yep. So, but what we need to look at, Pat, and this is what we're going to talk about, is how did he do it? Yep. That's what determines if it's really classified, quote-unquote, as charity yep. or not. Yep. And we've talked before about conscious capitalism. Yeah. So just because there's a, maybe a socially desirable end to it, we got to really get in the, in the weeds here and see whether it's defined as charity or if it's you know economically driven stuff. Yeah, and I would say I would I would let the, I would say the technical side of things is probably important to address first because right. typically when somebody donates to charity or participates in a in a charitable cause, right? They either, you know, put money into uh, a 501c3, right, which is a specifically designed entity regulated by the IRS that essentially dictates 
uh, certain activities as charitable and what qualifies under that umbrella, right? Uh, and there are many of those types of organizations out there. We can start listing out the you know United Way. Um, you can start you know Toys for Tots. You can list out anyway. We can go up all the different charities. But the idea behind a a five hundred one c three is for you know for pure yeah, charitable and, use. And when you think of charities, ninety nine percent of them, if not one hundred percent, are five hundred one c threes. That's the way it's organized. And what that allows for is the donors who give money to it to get a tax deduction for doing so. That's why it's important. That's why everybody puts it in five hundred one c three because then all of the donors can take that deduction. Yep. Right. And there's other, you know, there's other charitable type of planning that's out there. There's what's called a charitable remainder trust, uh, and then a charitable lead trust. And those are essentially ways in which you can take some of your assets and they qualify. And it's actually I've done I've run numbers on a lot of deals and it's just not, I mean, it's not what it's cracked out to be really, unless you have a ton of money and you want to actually participate in a charity. Exactly. You know, and if, then, and that's, you know, again, it's, there's all sorts of, you know, like a, every school, every major university has its own charitable department, right? And they'll, they'll take on money for you. Um, and you can, you can, uh, uh, you can deduct some of it, actually not a lot at all. And then they can exchange it for an annuity payment or a payment over time. I mean, there's all sorts of ways to do it, but in the end, this is not what he did, right? He did right. not go. And even create his own foundation. He didn't create a 501c3. He didn't donate to it. He didn't give assets or shares to it, right? Right. He put it into a LLC. Yeah. Okay. So let's maybe talk about the mechanics of, of an LLC. And again, there's a lot of other speculation out there as well that says you, you put his shares into it and suddenly he eliminates taxes. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. There has if, to be consideration. If he put it into a 501c3, there would have been a tax benefit to doing this. But you got to understand, an LLC is what's called a pass-through entity. Mm-hmm. It's not a charitable entity. You don't get deductions for putting money there. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be taxed as if it was him still. Yep. So there's no tax issue yeah. because he put an LLC. And he had a daughter, and you know he can have the daughter as, as, a, a, as part of that structure. Uh-huh. But you can't just gift all of those assets. There's gift, there's gift laws, right? And the maximum that you can actually exempt throughout your lifetime right now is like eleven million dollars. This is forty-five billion dollars, right? That doesn't make any. That doesn't make any sense. So right. here's how what we're going to conclude is: first off, we're not privy to everything that's within no. that structure, right? There's all sorts of, and we understand a few different um, strategies in which you can use intellectual property and you can exchange notes and do a bunch of other things, right? But that really, you know, that those details are not. Those aren't. They're not public. Yeah. Okay. But in the end, the reasoning behind it is because, and this is just me, and it's backed up in some of the other uh, other publications that are out there, which is within this LLC, all activities are private. Right. Okay. They're private inside of a five five one c three, not private. Okay. Same thing with private foundation. So the idea is, well, when it goes in the LLC, all those activities, we don't, you don't know, you know, the public does not know where that money is going. And the activities that a 501c3 engages in, you have to file paperwork, you have to report everything, it has to, and it has to be things that are designated and operated in a charitable manner. Yep. LLC, you know you want, yeah. right? There isn't any, it could be for-profit, it could be not-for-profit, it could be, it, it could be losses or gains or anything. Yep. So it doesn't can, even have to have a charitable end to it where the 501c3 has to. Exactly, and there are certain things within that 501c3 structure 
that you can and can't do. And they exactly. are very, very strict because it could disqualify the yep. actual entity if you encroach on you know those uh, uh, unallowed uh, activities. So exactly. within an LLC, there's a lot of things that that could be that could be done. Right. And you know, some made mention of you know causes and and all. And I'm sure. And again, we're going to get to the second part of this podcast, which yeah. is you know. Um, the idea behind charity and what we think he's doing. Because I think what he's doing is probably the most charitable thing you can do. But anyway, we'll get to that in a second. The idea behind this LLC, again, it, it's it's more of the, in my opinion, the privacy issue, but there's probably a lot of other things that are going on behind the surface. Because the guy has the best attorneys, he has the best advisors. I mean, he knows what he's doing. And it's, yeah. it's just funny to look at all the speculation of what people yeah. people are saying. Okay, So in the end, I mean, I, I think the... The consensus is he, he put the you know the money in the shares and when he shells them and the, the cash that's there, the privacy that's allowed to him to put money here, 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 and here, right? As long as it's in legal structure of the United States, I mean, you can't like go out and, right. you know, do illegal things, right? But as far as on the legal structure, it's it's uh, privy to, to him and his advisors and that's it. Yep. Okay. So that being said, we'll get off of that topic and really, really get into the idea behind behind charity. So I think the initial the initial response from people was, oh, what a altruistic, um, great thing that he's doing and donating to charity. So what do most people construe as 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 charity, and why why are people in favor of charity? I mean, it, it's it's a couple different things. Helping people who can't help themselves or in a circumstance. I mean, that's one. So it's kind of person to person, or at least has that feel. And the other side of it is it's funding causes that in a capitalistic society, at least it's thought that they can't be funded, right? So that's hospitals and solar energy or whatever else is just perceived to not be economically viable and they're funding that. So it's kind of, in my, as I would divide it up, it's sort of falling in one of those two categories. You're helping people who need help or you're funding a cause or an activity that otherwise wouldn't be there without charity. Okay, and that's I think the, the the consensus, right? People I think often praise socially um, char- charitable causes, um, and I would say I'm I'm a part of that camp, but probably not for the reason that you would that you would you would think. So that that's the case. Is one of the things I was going to mention is I think when we look at those that are less privileged than ours, right? We feel kind of like this human drive to to assist or to help. Right? We're going to bring to our level or a higher level because we want them to partake in what we consider as valuable, which mm-hmm. I think sometimes is one of the worst things that you can do. I mean, look at what Columbus you know, brought to the Native Americans, right? Look mm-hmm. at what happened to Central and South America and all the you know, diseases. and I mean, because you assume that certain people need what you have, but they may not want what you have. Right. Yep. <laughs> right. Because in the end, it's kind of like anyway. We we'll get maybe to that to that topic. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes we assume what people are in need of, and I think you know, looking at uh, food, shelter, clothing. I mean, obviously there are circumstances where there are people in those those situations. Okay. But at the same time, do we really understand what's going to benefit them, and what do people typically conclude as the most beneficial thing for kind of those impoverished? Uh, less fortunate people. What what's kind of the the conclusions as far as what they need? Money, or a temporal good, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, whether it's food or clothing or shelter or something that is a a tangible physical thing mm-hmm. that they need. Yep. 
But what, and, and that's a, and, and you know you and I know that's right. a freaking contradiction. Yeah, super contradiction. And and that's kind of what you and I. That's why you might hate us after this is, in a lot of instances, and, and I would even say in the great majority of instances, that's the worst thing that you can do for somebody is to just give them something. Um, it, and it comes back to the kind of a, the idea of do you give a man a fish or you know or teach him to fish idea. And by just giving fish, I I feel we can cause a lot more damage than good, mm-hmm. right? I mean, is that kind of what we're getting at, right? Yeah, and, and in the end, I think money is, is one of those, those things that I think w- when you give it to somebody, it is probably not going to help the situation, okay, in, in most cases. Now, I understand that there are circumstances, uh, whether it's different mental ailments or physical ailments. I mean, there's, all, there's, always, there's always situations, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. But in the mo- for the most part, you know, you really look at giving giving money to to somebody that's capable. That's the worst thing that you can do to them. Because the contradiction is, right? Money is a result of something. Money just doesn't appear out of nowhere. Money is earned. Okay, money. There's activities put into it, and essentially giving activity to somebody that's not producing activity. That's yeah. not ex- that's not exchange. So this is where it comes down to. You know us and, and charity. I mean, I think I'd be lying if I I said that I never gave somebody money for, for charity, right? Because right. so I because I, I have. Yeah. Um. But I there there's some family family men. I can give you know a personal example of how giving money to family members was the worst thing that I could ever have done, mm-hmm. right? Because of what was done and how there's and more of an entitlement created and there's you know just a, a sense where now because money is in the bank account, now there's no discipline or drive to actually go out and, and make it. So we can get off into that and we probably mm-hmm. will to a, to a degree. But I think our, how we conclude and how we talk is that for those that are capable, I think money is one of the worst things that you can yeah. give them. And if that doesn't frustrate you or anger you, the next thing I'm gonna say is gonna go even further. And one of the worst places we can entrust money is to either our government or any government or an institution that is only organized for a charitable purpose because mm-hmm. the the way we measure the impact of our actions is through the amount of transactions that we have, right? The amount of exchange that we're able to create. Yep. And because everybody who enters into exchanges is made better off. Yep. But if I have no way to measure whether anybody values yep. what I'm doing or that it's making the impact that I think it's going to be making, then it's really hard to gauge what, whether that's the way it is. And I think... I mean, saying the government one, I don't, I don't think a lot of people would disagree that our government's you know, pretty inefficient or inept at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And there were huge railings against, against him saying, oh, all he's trying to do is avoid taxes. Yeah. I kind of look at that and say, you know, well done. The, yeah. the more we can avoid in taxes yeah. and give to places or, or do things with our capital that does actually make a difference or can improve people's lives. Yeah. I mean, Patrick, you feel this way. I know about, about the company. You walk around... And you know, we've got employees here and people working and you look at that as, man, I'm making a difference because I'm helping somebody use their skills and develop their talents and mm-hmm. earn a living and take care of their families. And, and I think you see that mm-hmm. as way more impactful than any tax break that could be given or uh, food stamps to be handed out or something like that. It's, it's helping somebody help themselves yep. and really be empowered and earn and develop themselves. Yep. I mean, that to you is feeding the naked and... and Feeding the hungry and clothing yeah. the naked, right? Yeah, and, and that's you know it's a great it's a great example because I, it, but this is not to take away from the the impact that, that some I mean some of charities course. are extremely inefficient, right? But you look at like make a make a wish foundation. You look at you know toys for tots. It's just you know pretty run by by military. I guess that's not exactly free, yeah. but 
the idea is with Zuckerberg, you know, donating money is not going to really help. Now, will it provide some short-term uh, assistance? For sure. And I won't, but, it's, but it's not permanent. And it's will there be benefit temporary. from it? Of course. Yeah. And do we personally participate in charities? Of course, right? But we're trying to look at what's the... Yeah, what's the the highest and best maybe use of it? Yeah, right? so I would I would look at you know I would say with Zuckerberg like if you take him and his situation, look at what he knows, okay? Mm-hmm. Look at what he knows and what it's created. Now look at his network, who he knows, mm-hmm. okay, and their intelligence, what they have created. So looking at all of that. Now, donating to a charity, let's say he donates to, you know, I know that the, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they do a lot of things with malaria in, mm-hmm. in, in Africa. That's something that they, they believe in because they've experienced that. Do you really think they just give them money? No. no. They take their intelligence. They use technology. They mm-hmm. teach them how to do specific things here and here, right? And that, I guess, coupled with money is a profound way to provide charity. But money... Money is typically the easiest thing just to make a person feel better about themselves that they're giving. And I don't, and I don't like that, but I'd be lying to say if I've never done it because I have. Yep. But the idea in the end, it's what is, what's the best way? What is the best charity that you, that you can give, right? It's really imparting who you are to somebody else so that they're in the position to do what? They're in the position to not be in the circumstances that they're in. Because we talk about this all the time, the potential of the human brain is billions of dollars. It's a billion dollar asset, but the confidence that people have in themselves, right, is what is really impeding. And I get there's there are exemptions, always exceptions, right? Always exceptions, right? And I get that. But in the end, what is really impeding a person from optimizing who they are, what opportunity they have on earth, right? It's really it's really the confidence side of things. And so teaching, education, okay, about creating value for other people, that is where confidence is built for the most part. And if a person can really understand the mechanics of that, which is not just this one-time event, it's an ongoing thing, right, but the mechanics of it is really going to put a person in a position to take resources that may have created money, but it's really the true value, which is those human-like value resources, and imparting them and teaching other people, allowing them to discover themselves and subsequently do the exact same thing that that other person did, which is taking that information, taking those resources, taking their mind, and being of value to other people. Yeah. Well, and like you said, money is sort of the easiest way to give it. It's, it's, it's sort of the lowest form to me of that. The, the thing that is, and, and I think we would all agree with this, if we said what's the most valuable thing we have in this world, it's our time, it's our relationships, it's, it's that kind of thing. But then when we talk about giving, it, it's all boiled down to earthly thing, you know, monetary things. Yeah. And, and so that, that's sort of a contradiction that a lot of people don't point out and don't recognize. And they feel very superior and great with themselves when they give money. But that's really the least valuable thing we have to, to give. And so you know, one other big focus that I try to remind myself of and other people of when we're talking about charity, I mean, Bill and Linda Gates Foundation, since we use that as an example, we can keep going with that. They're doing all this work with malaria and, and, and impoverished nations and things like that. Again, that's, that's still a pretty easy way to go about it, right? What if we looked at, well, what's causing that? I mean, the southern United States had huge malaria issues. You know, when we first, it was all swampland. Yeah. But what fixed that? It wasn't somebody else giving us malaria nets. It was <laughs> economic advancement, the advancement yeah. of freedom, the advancement of people to really have keep what they have and mm-hmm. improve their circumstances. Yeah. And what if we looked at saying, how can we make people freer first? Yeah. How can we help them get educated yeah. first? How can we help them in, 
better themselves first yeah. so that they can fix their own problem. Yeah. Because nobody knows how to fix your own problem better than you, yeah. probably. So let, let's let's focus there, which mm-hmm. that's a lot harder problem to solve. Yeah, it's kind of the but mal- the one that needs to. And I think the malaria problem, it's kind of like, you know, what if, what if you went and created all sorts of clean water sources and then the people that... They were just like, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm, and they just dirtied them again. Like, what benefit would that be? Yep. So, have you ever, have you ever seen that like viral video that w- went out through social media that had like that kid that was taking a shower and he kept like squirting. The, there was other kids that were playing a joke on him and kept like squirting shampoo on his head. Mm-hmm. So he was so he's in the shower, right? And he's like, you know, washing his head and, sh- and shampoo and everything. And he thought he was done, but it's like, you know, they're just pouring. The the kids are behind him like squirting shampoo on his head, and he's kind of like. Because he's facing the shower yeah. right behind him, and he's putting there. He keeps doing that and doing that, and that's essentially what we're that's what we're talking about, yeah. right? It's like you you really you look at the idea of you know what he knows, what Zuckerberg knows, what Gates knows, and the best thing that they can do is to continue to do what they're doing. And I think you know I think it was yesterday or, or the day before. Actually, I think it was yesterday where Larry Page came out and said, um, you know, if I were to donate all my money, I would donate it to. Uh, to Elon Musk, <laughs> what? Why? Like, why would he? Why would he say something like that? Right? Because you look at all the technological advancements that are happening. What are they? What are they trying to? Are they really trying to make a, a profit? Think about it. I mean, right. Elon Musk. Just read his book. Right? He yeah. he basically you know sold PayPal and sold his and and he passed it, that a long time. And he went right into investing in other stuff, investing yeah. in SpaceX, investing in Tesla. What is it? What is his objective? His, his objective is to create. Now, does that have to do anything with, with Africa? Maybe, maybe not right now, right? But think of this huge like plant he's making in, in Nevada and how you know, the solar technology that's going to be advanced. I mean, if you put all the resources into that, right? Now you go to Africa and say, here's this insanely cheap solar panel that's going to power a whole freaking town, right? And what is that going to do that money it would have just like, Band-aided, band-aided, mm-hmm. band-aided, band-aided the problem. Because you're just giving money. You're not causing a person to innovate. Yeah. So the idea in the end is like there are some human beings on earth that have figured some stuff out. I wish I, you know, I wish I was figuring stuff yeah. out. Right? But you look at these these giants, and Mark Zuckerberg is one of them. I mean, why does he continue to do Facebook? Right? Does he really want to make more money? I don't even yeah. think he really want to make money in the first place. Why is he doing it? And why does he want to avoid taxes, right? Do you really think that he just wants billions of dollars in to a bank account? To keep it to himself? No, right? There's no, I mean, he knows think, what think he can do what, with it. Dude, think of like what you could buy with $45 billion. There, there, it, you can't buy it, no. right? $45 billion, think about it. There's only so many cars, only so many clothes, only yeah. so many toys, only so many vacations, only, yeah. you can't do it. So what is his, what is he trying to do? He's just trying to do what all human beings are doing, which is to advance, to get to the next, to get to the next level. Yeah. And that, what is that next level? I don't know, yeah. but he does, yeah. and he's gonna push it. He's yeah. gonna advance. He's gonna take those resources and guess what he's gonna do with them? He's gonna make the world a better place. And because I, in the end, sorry, I don't want to keep going. He wants to make the world a better place, right? Because if he's out there and if he's advancing and if he's creating, why has he been so successful? Because people have valued it. People use this stuff. People are on social networks. They're expressing themselves. They're post- he's yeah. continuing to do what he's always done, which is better for society than anything else the government do, can do. And frankly, a lot of charities can do. They can Now, is the government inherently bad? No, we, we need protections. We need this. But put, to put the onus of solving problems on the government right, right is 
I would say like the last, 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 last resort. Yeah. Well, and who else that would goes I, to the tax side? Who, of things, who, right? who else would I? Who else would I trust with it? But the, I, I like, I like this analysis the sovereign man did. He got some of the facts wrong, but I like the way he he sort of framed this. He said that Zuckerberg bought twenty six days of peace because mm-hmm. he looked in. I don't like I said. I don't think there's going to be this tax savings there because of the structure. But he he basically said he. The amount of tax savings purportedly, you know, was what funds the government for 26 days. Mm-hmm. So we got the government out of things for 26 days. But, uh, but what the analysis, the, the better analysis that I think he did in that article was he said, you know, the Obama administration is credited with, you know, 8 million jobs or, you know, whatever created over that time period. And they looked at the money spent toward it that's been added to the national deficit and it came out to be like a million dollars a job. Or something like that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. A million dollars a job to create one okay? job, which and is like a thirty. What, what was the sound? Like a thirty thousand dollar job or something. Like yeah, that. and it's it's it uh, it's a stretch of the imagination even to say that the government did really even create those jobs. But even yeah. by their own numbers, mm-hmm. that's pretty inefficient. Yeah. Right. I don't know how many. Well, I've never worked at a company where it's cost a million dollars for an yeah. employee, but that's what it was. You look at Facebook. He said even out external to Facebook itself, four point five million jobs. That are social network or yeah, there are yeah. now there are job titles out there there are yeah. Facebook coordinator whatever it's called yep. because of him yep. so look at the impact but, yeah, but, what he created had on the economy but even but the thing is it goes even further than that right it's kind of like where Facebook headquarters are do you think that there's like no restaurants around exactly. do you think there's no car dealerships it's around not even including do you think that. there's no like shopping malls right or movie theaters right look at that type of commerce and what that it, the thing is in the end. What create? What creates? It's the human yeah. mind that creates. Money doesn't create. Okay, the human mind creates. And what is motivating the human mind? Now, it may be money, right? It may be money to a subsistence level, right? But money, there's a declining marginal value associated mm-hmm. with earning more and more and more money. Now, some people are like that, and there's you know scam artists and and whatever. But people that truly create value, there is something within that structure. Right, that's gonna pursue whatever that end is without without money. Right, they're doing it to be to be valuable. And in the end, unless they're a scam artist and doing things unethically, um, they're creating something that people value, and that's why they have that money. Why wouldn't you let them continue to do yeah. that? And that's why I just find it absolutely bizarre. Right, that we have a corporate tax, like a C corp type of tax right. structure. Right, because if there's a fifty percent tax structure for a C corp at some of the higher higher levels, right, does the C corp really pay those taxes? No, right. It's passed on through what they're selling, right. So in the end, I mean, really looking at corporate structures, I, I think there's just not a very good understanding of economics and not a very good understanding of money and its flows, where it's created, where it goes, and how things like in general as a society, it's like. How a society is, is more beneficial um, from one day to the next. And most people just have this bizarre, bizarre thing that comes down to if I, you know the government should do this, the government should do that, a charity should do this, a charity should do that. Now, are there are there purposes for them? Yes, but at the same time, we put so much value as a society on what they do that is completely unprincipled. Yeah, and to me, it would come down to we're people are are taught to think that you can invest in charity, right? Or that you can the government can invest money in causes. And to me, that I, I think that's kind of a, a misunderstanding or an oxymoron, because when when money is given through charity, it's consumed, 
and the value ends at that point. However, I mean, your point to what happened with Facebook, it then spawned car dealerships and restaurants and then that spawned and it, it, it had a, a, a compounding effect or a widening you know, circle mm-hmm. of, of its impact. And, and that really is the investment that benefits everybody. If we're free to exchange and, and we're, we're free to pursue those things, it has that multiplying effect through mm-hmm. it. Because when I exchange with you, we both leave better off, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but on the other side, the, I guess things, the, the money is consumed and that impact stops. It ends. It doesn't have that continuing impact of yep. it. So that's why I look at it and saying, if we're engaged in profitable activity or economic exchange, yeah. that's what advances the world. That's why we have more stuff. Yeah. That's why we're better off as a world mm-hmm. is because we had that pursuit for exchange and, and betterment. Yeah. Now, on the other end, there are times when charity needs to be given uh, and, and it's okay to, to consume it there. But if that's the only way or if that's the highest and best way, we're gonna we're gonna head toward you know the lowest common denominator. It's not gonna have that compounding, multiplying effect to the economy. No, and that and I think we have to we have to recognize that in the in the end. I mean, we're in December too. It's like everybody's thinking about right. making sure that their donations are done or, or whatever, yeah. right? So in the end, if you want to donate to charity, it doesn't. It, it's kind of like do you have, do you have really have the time to go out and teach this and teach this and teach this? Okay, my my big thing is you. you you know, you, you don't, right? If you want to donate to charity, it's a, it's a good yeah. deduction. But if you give, you know, $100,000 of charity and you're at a 50% tax bracket, I mean, yeah, you gave 100 to get to get 40, right? Right. And, and what you would have paid. So it's kind of like when you're donating to a, to a charitable cause, what I would say is I do it. You know, I, I, I do yeah. it for, you know, some institutes here in, in Utah for, for religious organizations. But when you do it, I think being familiar with, who these organizations are, what what they stand for, and if it aligns with principle, I think that's a just that's a just cause, yeah. right? And so, looking again at, at charity, we're not saying that it's bad. We're just saying that the view that most people have associated with charity is extremely flawed. Yeah, and the litmus test I use for the charities I donate with is what what are they really doing? Are they giving things away, or are they improving people's lives? Mm-hmm. Okay, one example that I give to. Uh, you know, not much, but it, it's something that had impacted my life. I got my Eagle Scout, and I was part of the Boy Scouts, yeah. and, and I, I give a little bit there because, it, you know, you might like them or not, but their mission is to, is to help boys become men, right, yeah. and, and advance through that. So yeah. there's there's teaching and learning and development going on there. Mm-hmm. Those are the types of organizations that have that component to it. I give to organizations like Fee. Not only do they publicate, you know, publish, you know, yeah. amazing good content, but yeah. there's I, I sponsor a kid every. Year to for go to their to the, go to their the, yeah, the their, their thing, and yeah. I think I can send somebody there to learn and develop themselves. Yeah. I will do that and feel good because I think mm-hmm. I get that investment out of it. So Absolutely. my litmus test is I, I I shy away from organizations that only give. Yep. I look for organizations that really invest and look to yeah. to make that lasting difference through education or through or, or through something like that. Yeah. So and it, honestly, it's the, it's harder to do that. It is. It's easy. It's easy to give money. It's easy to give food. It's easy to give clothing. You just you just give it. Right? Yeah. Right. The harder thing is really to go in and make a difference in a person's life. And what I always say is that the best charity is to produce. Right. Mm-hmm. The best charity is to maximize yourself. Right. Because the world needs your mind. Right. The world needs everybody's mind, and that's what creates things. Okay. They don't just appear out of nowhere. They're created. They're created by human beings. And so I think in the end, I mean, yeah, charity, 
But if there is if there is excess, I mean, look at ways in which you develop yourself, develop your mind, develop your train, develop what you know, and develop what you're passionate about, so that you can make make a difference. Right, that's the best thing I think everybody can can really do. And in the end, you look at you know, and I saw some just some of the stuff that was said. It's like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, he created so much. Right, we shouldn't you know say that he is a a, a bad person. He should do this or he should do that. Yeah. It's his life. Right, life. let him do what he wants to do. Right, yeah. he just had a kid. He's done so much. Let him, let him do more. You take away from his ability to do more, it's going to impact everybody in a negative way. Yeah. Right. So again, looking at kind of, it's just bizarre to, to see. There's not a ton of clarity in relation to you know what actually went on with his announcement. I'm sure there's a lot more information that we're just not privy to that would maybe fill in some gaps. But it's just been interesting to see the reactions of all sides of kind of the. You know the the political and socioeconomic and and you know the I guess the economic perspective that people that people have, uh, but I you know kudos to him for for yeah. you know wanting to, to do good regardless of how he does it. Kudos for him for everything he's created. I mean, goodness. Yeah. And and then you know hopefully I, I guarantee if if he found a way to save, he just doesn't put money into this LLC that does this thing. He did it because it was going to benefit him, which means he's going to have more money than he would have. Yeah. Okay, plus he's going to have less scrutiny on what he does with it because in the end there is social opinion, right? And if he wants to privatize the activity of his money, I'm all I'm all for that, right? It's his business; he can do whatever he wants to do. Now, again, one of the things that people were speculating on is you know political influence and lobbying and stuff like that. And it's kind of like you know, is it really his fault that lobbying is illegal? Right. Right. Is it really right. his fault that bribing political leaders, you know, the way that people do is his fault? Because let me tell you, he's, you know, if he goes and does that, I mean, that's his prerogative. He can do whatever you want. I don't, I don't, well, you know, that's, that that's, necessarily. that's his decisions, right? I don't, whether it's right or wrong, it's his, his decisions. Um, but it's legal, right? And I don't think, I, I mean, lobbying is, geez, lobbying, I think it's just stupid. It's just, it's just, I don't know, but we can go off on that, right. on that tangent some other time. But, you know, in, in the end, it's like, you know, let, let him do what he's going to do and let him be productive. And I guarantee it's going to probably benefit you in some way. Uh, and it goes to kind of the Larry Page thing with, with Elon Musk. I mean, if Elon Musk can figure out solar power, uh, if Elon Musk can, can figure out a way to mine things on asteroids. And, and I mean, who knows what the heck this guy is, is, is dreaming of. But these are the guys that are improving our society by doing what? Allowing human beings to do uh, more with less. And that affects everybody. That makes everybody. us richer. That makes everybody. It affects better. everybody, right? And you get to the point, I mean, I think we're getting there. And I think we're going to get there very quickly, which is a lot of those that are underprivileged, that, that live in impoverished circumstances. I, I really think that technology will allow them to live a very comfortable lifestyle for, for nothing, right? Because you think of hydroponic technology. Yep. Uh, and Mike Dillard, I don't know if you saw his posting that he filed his, his patent, which is kind of cool. Yep. But anyway, hydroponic technology. Um, you, you look at uh, 3D printing, uh, you look at solar and wind power energy and how that's going to be able to be harnessed and, and stored, um, you know, the 3D printing side of things, which is, you know, clothes and food. And, you know, we were, we were, we were joking around this weekend at that at an event that we attended together and, you know, we were, we're like, yeah, it's going to be the whole, you know, Star Trek next generation where you're just like, you know, Earl Grey, you know, 98 degrees, boom, and it's just there. Right? Yeah. So the idea, you know, it sounds still kind of out there, but that's the idea is in the end, there are a lot of people that are working on ways to improve society by allowing humans to do more with, with less. 
and you take resources away from them, all that does is it it basically pushes the time when they're going to be able to create that out even further. And right now, our society has a lot of issues, okay, major issues. Okay, you can either rely on you know those that are inefficient, or you can or you can trust those, which is just human beings in general, yep. that they're going to come up with things that are going to solve problems. Yep. And in the end, is there ever going to be a utopia? Nope, never has, never you know never will be on this planet. So the idea is, in the end, human beings have always been the ones to solve those problems. Once you start to hinder that, right, you're just pushing the problems out further. And and if you're finding yourself wanting to be terrible this time of year, do it, do it. And I would look at that and say, start local, start as close to you as you can, influence those that you know the difference that it will make. And then if you want to go broader than that or have the means to, by all means do it. We're not saying don't, but do it in a way that's not simply giving a man a fish. Find a way to improve people's situation really by education, by improving their freedom, by improving their ability to use their talents uh, to, to improve their own circumstances. And we'll all be better off yep. by doing it that way. Yeah, and that's a great part of this holiday is, is we want to give. And I think that's a very broad, a very broad term. Uh, and I would say, you know, some of the some of the best gifts are not what society deems them as. And you know, I look at I look at this holiday season. I'm 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 grateful for everyone that's listening to this. If you've already shut it off, I can understand why. <laughs> but you're not listening, so it doesn't matter. Um, but you know, really being able to express ourselves in our our three doesn't. I don't. I, I'm probably one of the most flawed people in, on the planet. But um, it's awesome to really think about things and have conversations and put out your opinion because I might be wrong. I don't. I, am I looking at things? You know, with a hundred percent clarity. No, I'm a hum- I'm a human being as as is everybody else. But in the end, really, my, my default is that people are, are they are, we undervalue ourselves. We undervalue our potential. We undervalue what we can do. Um, I think confidence, like I said in the beginning, it's one of those things that impedes people from doing amazing things. And any way in which we can um, reduce that gap, by, it's going to help. It's going to help everybody. And so the idea behind producing, the idea behind you, you know, enjoy your holidays, enjoy your relationships, enjoy your family. Uh, it's a great, it's a great time to to be alive and be experiencing what we do. And I think off, I don't think we step back enough and really look at, you know, how how blessed and privileged uh, we are, right? Just to be a part of just an amazing time in uh, in in human history. And you know, I do try, we do try to do that with with you know you and I is really look at what we've created as a, as a human race and what we have the potential to create. And, you know, it wouldn't be worth it if we didn't have our relationships. Mm-hmm. And this year, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just as grateful for uh, my relationships with, you know, with you and with the group here and with, with my family. And I'm going to try to be even more grateful. But I think that should be, you know, that should be celebrated. I'm glad we have the, the season to be able to do that. Absolutely. Cool. All right, everyone. Well, uh, we're gonna probably cut it a little bit short today. But any any final words about Mr. Zuckerberg and and his uh, you know his contribution to society and you know some of the things that are going on right now and why it may be misaligned. I think it's a Christmas miracle that we ended early instead of going late. That's what normally happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, we uh, I know we've made these announcements before, but um, kind of in conclusion. So we have some exciting stuff that's coming down the pipe in uh, in January and February. So so stay tuned, uh, stay tuned for that. We have a new website coming out, a bunch of new resources coming out, uh, a lot of other you know different things that we've been working on, which we're going to launch, and uh, and it's exciting, and we're super 
grateful for, for you listening to the podcast uh, and would love any, any feedback, any topics you would, you would want us to, uh, to cover or clarify. Um, but if you are listening for the first, you know, for the first time, or maybe are, are a new listener, we have tons of past episodes, so you can kind of get a background on why we're saying what we're saying. Because you know, believe us, we we didn't just wake up this morning and yeah. and go on this kind of diatribe. And if this is your first charity. episode listening to us, go back and listen to more. We'll be a little more normal. Yeah, but in the end, you know, we uh, we believe in abundance. We believe that you know everybody can achieve financial prosperity, uh, but it's not the way mo- that most people think. And I think our society has really put us in the position of thinking that, you know, more money and wealth and growth is a result of speculation and risk uh, and, and things outside of you. Uh, and we, uh, we don't like that approach because it's yep. rarely, uh, rarely worked. And when it does, it's pure happenstance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, a lot of the new resources that we're coming out with, both with our e-learning programs, our articles, a book, e-book. Um, a lot of those are going to reference some of this philosophy and how you can take a one part, two part, bits and pieces here and there and improve your, your financial situation because it's possible. And we've seen it dozens, hundreds, thousands of times. And if that is your goal for 2016, then we definitely encourage you to, uh, to, to keep an eye out for some of the information that we're going to be pushing out there. Uh, also, a shout out for those of you who are looking for maybe a good way to start the new year. Uh, our friends at the Real Estate Guys Radio Show put an awesome goals summit on each year in San Diego. Uh, it's the first week of January, so you can go check that event out at therealestateguysradio.com. Uh, they also have a cruise that's coming up that mm-hmm. uh, you're going on. Yep. Right? And this is your fourth year or third year? Fourth year. Fourth year. And uh, Mr. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki himself is going to be on there. Mr. G. Edward Griffin is going to be on this cruise. Yep. So if you want more <clears throat> information about the Real Estate Guys Cruise, which is just an amazing way to interact with high-level producers, thinkers, entrepreneurs, real estate investors, and just investors in general, yep. uh, plus some of some very be- very well-known, best-selling authors, then uh, you can go on the same webpage, Real Estate Guys Radio. And Radio's you get to lay on a beach in February. So Yeah, it's what not end, end of February. There's probably... Yeah, but what if somebody's like in Florida listening to this? Eh, I'm not. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so go go check them out as, as well. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, today. Uh, appreciate it, and uh, we will talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Wealth Standard Radio Show, your gold standard in everything financial.